0: I said praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 25, Matthew 25, we'll read from verse 31 of Matthew 25. I'm sharing this morning on what I've titled, The Duty of Care. We're still in the Love Struck series, sharing about the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. The love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. I said glory be to Jesus. Matthew chapter 25, uh, praise God. Matthew chapter 25, I think I would I will cut down on the reading a bit. Let's, let's go to verse 41, Matthew 25 and verse 41. The Bible says, then he will also say to those who are on the left and depart from me, you cursed, no, let me... Let me go to verse 37. Let's start from verse 37. It says, The righteous will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and we give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these brethren, you did it to me. Verse 41. Then you will say also to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you, you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also, also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not uh do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. This will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Let's share a word of prayer. Father, we ask that you pour out your blessing over the sharing of your word this morning. Let the minister grace to the hearer. Let no one be the same again. Heal, set free, deliver. Holy Spirit, move over every life. Everyone here live, everyone watching online, everyone who will partake of this message after now. Let your grace pervade and permeate our heart. Let it engender radical transformation. Make us lovers of people and lovers of your kingdom. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen? So in this passage of the scripture... Uh, Jesus zeroed in on what will happen when uh, God comes and accosts people about what they refuse to do to human beings and he appropriates it as what they refuse to do to him or what they have done for him. We've talked about the one another, one another. After the service, uh, some of us will be asked questions about that and I don't want you to freak out when you approach outside. We have uh, guys who just want to speak to you about the one another that you may have done or refuse to do, feel free. We are all work in progress. Is that okay? I said, is that okay? But Jesus printed a picture here about the duty of care that has come upon all of us to care about other people and care for other people. And was saying that there are certain things that we do or refuse to do that if we have a better presence of mind or a better understanding of how the kingdom of God works, we will see that every human being is an extension of God and what you uh, do for someone inadvertently you may be doing it for God. What you make happen for someone you may actually be doing to God because uh, God appropriated the visiting of prisoners, the visiting of the sick, the clothing of the naked, and all that, and he said, if you do it for someone, it means that you have done it for me. You have done it for me. Let me digress a little bit uh, to show us what the law of man has to say about the duty of care, then we'll come back into the scriptures. So the principle of duty of care was established by Locus Classicus, which is uh, like a first experience in law, in common law, in the case of uh, Donohue and Stevenstein. Uh, let me tell you the background story. The background story. So, while attending to a store, Miss May Donohue was given a bottle of ginger, a ginger beer, purchased for her by a friend. This was a story that happened in, I think, 1932, a long, long time ago. Uh, The bottle was later discovered to contain a decomposing snail. Since the bottle was not made of clear glass, uh, Ms. Donohue uh, consumed most of it, most of its content before she became aware of the snail. She later fell ill and a physician uh, diagnosed her with uh, gastroenterology enteritis, yeah. Some of these words are jaw-breaking, yeah. Donahue subsequently took legal action against Mr. David Stevenson, the manufacturer of the ginger beer. That's Mr. David Stevenson. So, a case uh, went to court. She lowered a writ in the court of Sessions, which was what they had there in Scotland, in Scotland's highest civil court, seeking... Damages of 500 pounds, which was a lot of money those days. Dono Hill could, could not sue Stevenson for breach of contract because she had, no, she had not purchased the drink herself. Instead, Dono Hill's lawyer claimed that Stevenson had breached a duty of care to his consumers and caused injury through negligence. At a, at, At the time, this area of civil law was largely untested. Stevenson's lawyer challenged Donohue's action on the basis that no precedent existed for such a claim. Ms. Ms. Donohue's initial action failed, but she was granted leave to appeal to the House of Lords, which at the time... Had the judicial authority uh, to hear appellate cases like a court of appeal of current day. The leading judgment delivered by Lord Atkin in 1932 established that Stevenson was responsible for the well being of individuals who consume his product, given that they could not be inspected because the glass was opaque. So the English House of Lords, but Lord uh, Atkinson, said of the principle, you must take reasonable care to avoid acts or omissions which can reasonably for, uh, foresee would be likely to injure your neighbor Who then, in law, is my neighbour? The answer seemed to be persons who are so close and directly uh, so closely and directly affected by my action that I ought to have them in mind when I am considering these actions or omissions. This was the case that established the principle of negligence as a branch of the law of thoughts. So uh, I'm sure all the lawyers in the house this morning appreciate my going through all this. Yeah. And if you're not a lawyer, uh, like Pastor CJ said after uh, in first service, you, you you can now actually go out there and at least quote one law. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Law of Thoughts and Duty of Care. Dunno you and Stevenson. And like I said, it was not only Donahue that has had this experience before. A few years ago, I was, um, I was at the mainland center. I think it was two years ago. I was at the mainland center on a Saturday morning to speak. And as we drove off, we drove past uh, one E3 around the Maryland Ikeja area. And I told my, my, my assistant who was in the car with me, I said, let's just, just get a snack and a drink. So we went into, a, 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 for obvious reasons, I won't mention the brand, but a notable brand. And then we went in there, got uh, maybe meat pie and a bottle of drink. I won't mention the brand, too. Uh, But long story short, we realized that the drink that I got from there had uh, some very bad sediments underneath it. Uh, As God will have it, the first thing I noticed as I was trying to open it, you know, uh, the bottle, was that there was no gas. So that was my first you know my antenna went up so "Ah, this thing has no gas though it was properly you know covered but no gas so I just lifted it and I saw at the bottom every sediment so I said okay we'll keep it we brought it in and um, I told uh, my assistant to uh, uh, get in touch with the company we took a picture of it I could have gone on social media some of you would do that it's not so good to do that yeah Uh, because your uncle may be working in that company (laughs) or or a friend you know something social media should not be the first thing that's what I'm saying because you have gone public without trying to get in touch with them privately yeah so uh, um, we got in touch with them and um, after like a week or so they wrote me a nice uh, email or something and saying we know you're a public figure we thank you for not going public and um, blah 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 i asked myself the question um, if i sue the eatery or sue the makers of the drink um, what am i going to get i didn't drink it anyhow so unlike miss Donohue, i did not drink it yeah uh, she she was sick so she decided to take action against it. so i didn't sue i didn't do anything um, i got uh, i think two crates of drink as a piece of from 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 the company to which i was disgusted and had to just dash it out so that my anger can dissipate uh because i felt if i drank that stuff i may not be alive so it's not two crates of drink that you that you just send me i'm not looking for drink yeah i said this story to corroborate the fact that what happened in 1932 is still happening now yeah. yeah it's still happening right now and people do things without thinking about how their action affects other people can we bring it home a little more yeah someday you will get home maybe you live in an estate like myself i live in a semi-detached uh, house in uh, an estate and you know after preaching many services you got home to go and rest and as you are packing you just realize that your neighbor was having a party you were not told before you the essay did not write you a letter your your neighbor did not tell you anything was going to happen and you could not have a sunday evening rest that's a party some people will even have fellowship are coming really home right now yeah and the way you are praying nobody could do anything in the 50 kilometer radius you know that's an exaggeration (laughs) Uh, I, I meant like uh, 50 meters radius from where you are. They, they, they can't function because you want to connect with God. And you disconnect every other person from the activities of their lives. I, I hope you're getting what I'm saying. Uh, these are the things that the duty of care demands from us because this month we've been talking about love, the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And I don't want you to forget uh, that 1 John 4, when you read from verse 7 He said, Beloved, let us love one another 1 John 4 from verse 7 For love is of God And everyone who loves is born of God And knows God If you love, you are born of God And you know God And love is not a feeling It's a decision Love is not primarily a feeling It's a decision For God so loved the world, John 3, 16 That he gave is it nearly translation or, or uh, passion translation," and said for this is how god loved the word that he gave and we asked the question how do you love and what does uh, love in your heart translate to when it comes to action and we're sharing this morning for everyone to understand that love in my heart should translate to my recognition of a duty of care that my actions we negatively sometimes negatively impact on other people. And I must not just look away and behave like, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Because even the law of man, according to the one I cited, in the law of thoughts, duty of care, you and Stevenson, there's a duty of care that is upon all of us that we don't have to say, I, I decided to harm somebody directly. Even when it happens indirectly, it's expected of you to take enough care to make sure that your action does not impact on other people negatively. Today, uh, people build homes for people. People uh, do transportation for people. Uh, The reason why public transportation in our nation, for instance, has become an exclusive preserve of uh, um, indigent people, if I can put it that way, It's because it's done without any duty of care. So you see, I'm looking good this morning. If I enter a public bus, there's a tendency that the thing may tear my clothes. And I cannot complain to the driver or the assistant or anybody that see what just happened to my clothes. The bus will zoom off in such a way that if I don't... That's how we leave. But we're saying, as Christians, you and I cannot do that. You can't build a home for people and everything is leaking and the home is, you know, bending and all that. And you say, I've collected my money, I've paid my tithe and I've moved on. You're not a good Christian. Yeah. You're not a good Christian. <laughs> Praise God. You're not. You're not. Because it's not all about money. It's about people. Every human being is an extension of God. God. And Jesus said in Matthew 25, where we started from, there are things you do for people and God appropriates it like you have done it for him. Are you still with me? So how many times have you acted recklessly to the detriment of others? It's a big question that you need to consider this morning. How many times have you acted recklessly to the detriment of others? Let's look at a few points, a few few things, uh, critical things that we need to... Actually, understand one is that we have a duty to care for our world and it's an obligation not a suggestion it's an obligation not a suggestion we have a a, a duty to care if we truly will say that we are loving people or that we are born of God and the Bible says in first John uh, 4 7 and 8 there that whoever is born of God is born of love because God is love one of the ways I show that I'm born of God and that love is in my heart is that I walk with a sense that there's something greater than the law of man which specifies the duty of care, which is uh, the, the law of love. is greater than the law of man. So as, as Christians, our duty of care extends beyond the law of thoughts to the law of love. They stand to the law of love, which is the law of God. The law of man is what I've taken the pain to go through. And the Locust cause, which is the first time it ever happens, is the Dunahue and Stevenson. But let's go beyond that. That's the law of man. The law of God is not just the law of thoughts. It's the law of love. It goes beyond... Just exercising the duty of care not to harm people to deliberately exercising the duty of love to bless people. Are you still with me? So, our duty extends beyond deliberately not being a nuisance to deliberately being a blessing. Is somebody following me this morning? Yeah. It extends beyond not just deliberately being a nuisance which is the duty of care to deliberately being a blessing. Can you look at your neighbor for me today and say, I want to deliberately be a blessing to everyone around me this season. So help me God. Secondly, care must be beyond eye service or the anticipation of personal gain. Some people only show a bit of care when there is anticipation of personal gain or recognition or anything like that that's where you see people who would do i mean you can imagine somebody uh, spend a hundred thousand naira to do a charitable deed and spend 500k to put it on newspaper yeah. you can smell the motif from from afar yeah if, from if it's happening here you'll be smelling the motive, a request another city down, you'll be smelling the motive from afar. Because you spend 100,000 naira for a charitable deed, then you spend 500,000 to put it in the newspaper. For people to know that you have done it. Because all that you're thinking about is, you know, the, the, the anticipation of personal gain or, you know, just for people to know that, and many people are doing that in our nation today, unfortunately. Yeah. Either because of political gain, or, you know, anything like that, or, or, or just to position, you know, positioning is, is good, but when the motive is wrong, it results to nothing. So, it's important for us to remember that even if you give your body, according to 1 Corinthians 13, if I give my body to be born or have no love, the Bible says it, it's, it's nothing. When you give your body to be born or die a matter. But for the wrong reasons, you know, you need not have bothered. You need not have bothered. Third thing that I'm talking about, number three, is that, so the big question, the big question, if everyone in church behaved like you, how would the church be? If everyone behaved like you, how would the church be? Would the church be warm and wonderful or cold and calculating? Because if we don't ask this question, uh, for a lot of us, we will not be able to put in perspective how our actions and inaction affect God's ultimate plan for our world today, starting from your family to this church, to the, the place where you walk, and many other things. You know, the Bible says God put the solitaries in family. So any family that you have found yourself is a divine orchestration. So there's something I'm supposed to do within my family. There's a, a way I'm supposed to care for people and all that. When I look at it, I may be injuring something that God wants to do. Can I get an amen to that? In the same vein, in, in your spiritual family, God also put the solitary in family spiritually, because the Bible says, "They that are planted in the house of God will flourish in the courts of our God." So God planted you in this church, and if I use this church as an example to say, if everyone in this church behave, you know, behave like you, what will it look like? What will it look like? What will it look like? Uh, There are many things that people do without being prompted in this church. Many things. Some, I mean, when you came, when you're coming in today, people parked your car. People, people were smiling at you out there. People who put sanitizers in your hand. People who did all those kind of things. There's too many things that people do in our church without being prompted. And the question that uh, uh, that begs for an answer is if these people refuse to do some of these things, what will our church look like? What will our church look like? What will our church look like? Should I tell you stories of some of the things that people do in this church without even being asked or anything like that? There's a lady in this church that comes around uh, you know, to do gardening and just on her own she she's a one woman riot squad she, she she doesn't have a unit like that for that particular purpose but she will come do gardening uh, trim the flowers do all that most of the flower pots we are seeing outside she bought she brought them unsolicited and said i want to put this flower uh, pot here i want to do this one there i want to do. and we just said it's your father's house do whatever you want to do yeah About a week or two ago, I announced about one of our brothers who single-handedly said, "Look, I want to put, I want to extend the reach of, our, of the TV broadcast from the church. I'll sponsor one more station, yeah." And decided I'm, I'm paying for TVC for this year, and quarterly for that, it's uh, millions of naira. So people do stuff. When you were parking this morning, the car park, you note know that the signage that we did on the floor has. You know, kind of faded away. Yeah, Pastor J told me two people called. One person says, "How much will it cost?" The other person says, "I'm sending people to do it." So there are two people who are like God is pushing them, fighting. I I mean, they're not fighting, pushing them to just do something about it, and they responded. If everybody were like them, or nothing would fade in this church. You understand what I'm saying? That's, that's what we're talking about. There are people who gave for specific purposes, elevate 200 different outreaches without even being bothered. Uh, professionals who offer pro bono services, like lawyers who help people for free in this church. We have a, a legal aid uh, department who, who just take people's cases and just do it for them for free. We have uh, a PR company run by church member who have been on a PR brief for the last four years or so, pro bono. Yeah, we have, a, we have one, of, one of our leaders here who is a partner in a law firm, very highly rated law firm. Now, they, do, they just do anything legal for the church. They do it for free. Yeah. If everybody, just like you, we have AC in church. If everybody gave like you, for instance. Yeah. You know, because when people come to church, they say, oh, this place is even too cold, safe. Uh, yeah. I just look at them and say, if only you know how people make things happen around here. You know, it's easy for people to come into this church and give all the glory to the lead pastor or to all the pastors. There are many things that happen here that, just like yourself, sometimes I just get to know about it after the fact. But all I do is pray for such people. Because they respond to the things that God puts in their hearts to do. The HR people in this church, HR professionals who invest in people's careers, medical personnel who go out of their way to make sure that people regain their health. We have critical health situations. We have medical people here that we just put a call through to. Oh, they will say, okay, if a person goes to general hospital or go to this, or I can call a consultant and I'll tell my friend to do it for free or to, not to charge too much. That's how we're able to sort out, you know, a lot of medical issues without, uh, um, without spending so much. People who see needs and do something to meet the need and just, just do all kinds of things. School owners, who ask us, you have people on scholarship, that the church sponsors to school, indigent people, yes, yeah, okay, I'm also bring, I mean, I'm not talking about any our schools, schools in VI, schools, bring two, three people, we will, that will be our contribution to the church scholarship scheme. People do all kinds of things. The, the people in this church will give their cars to other church members. You know, when you bless us, the leaders, we say it's like prophet offering and God will bless you. But some people go beyond that To just look out for people in church who they're not doing it because of anything. They're just just blessing them. Connect groups where people rally around to raise money and solve problems for other members. Pay people's housework. Pay people's school fees. Units in this church. Operational units where people do the same. Help people's children. Help people sort things out for them. Those are the things that prompts this question, that if everyone comes in like you, looks straight like you, and does not care about how things happen and what is happening in the other person's life, what kind of church will we have? What kind of church will we have? What kind of church will we have? It's important that we ask ourselves all these questions. So let's imagine, uh, before I get into that, I must say this. do not be content at the current love level it's time for us to find the flame so i celebrate all the people who do great stuff here but this is just our beginning our world needs love like never before charity begins at home so we'll practice it in our natural families and in our spiritual family but we go from there into our world. Are you still with me today? Yeah, we go from there into our world. So remember that the the responsibility of a loving church is not only on the pastors. Because what the Bible says is, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. 1 John 4 and verse 7. So let's imagine how will the church and the world be If everyone gave like you, yeah. If everyone gave like you, can you put that slide up for me quickly? Yeah. So, if everyone gave like you, if everyone served like you, we will have people who are ushering this morning, and people who are creating order. We will have people who go out there to do ministry, whether to the less privileged, whether prison, whether you know different. We will have people. Obomi Outreach is coming in a few weeks, which is a one-week-long medical outreach where we reach out to thousands of people. If everyone was like you, we will not have, have anybody to volunteer there or give to us Obomi. If everyone drove like you, will people still have two legs in Lagos? Yeah. Or will our hospitals be filled with casualties of all kinds of accidents? If everyone prayed like you, Would there be a revival in our world? We have miracles in this church. Because this, Lord bless me, my wife and our children, in Jesus' name, kind of prayer, cannot change the world. Yeah, it can't change the world. That people who prayed for a whole nation, who prayed for a church, prayed for a family, prayed for a city, until revival broke out in the city. There are people who prayed for a neighborhood until marriages are restored within neighborhoods. And family life became more vital in the neighborhood. The people who prayed against addictions in a locality. The many kids who are hooked on heroin and, and cannabis became saved. That's how we change our world. If everyone prayed like you, only for money, breakthrough will our world be changed because Jesus is looking for agents of change who will change our world in the place of prayer say amen somebody amen. So everyone forgive like you because some people were, were just the first day of March some people have finished their forgiveness quota for this year so all the, the one I did during this series of teaching is the after the moment this series ends like this you have forgotten about forgiveness yeah. If everyone forgave like you, would there still be love in our world today? If everyone spoke like you, would people see have self-esteem? Yeah. If everyone spoke the way you speak, will people see have personal sense of esteem. Because some people, their words are like acid, very corrosive. When they pour it on people, you can't recognize the people again. It just washes away their shape. You know how acid works. That's how some people's words are. If everyone wrote emails like you do, maybe by now internet will have blown up. We won't have internet again. Because some people, when you read their email, you'll just close for the day. Yeah, you just close for the day. There's no point working again. Yeah. And I tell people when you write an email, before you press send, just read it like once or twice. And imagine that this email is being sent to you. How will you feel when you read it? I'm saying that so that when you get to work tomorrow, you'll be careful how you craft emails. I know sometimes you feel like sending some people a stinker. But just remember that there's a duty of care. But that person you're sending that email to may be a married man, a married woman. <laughs> Who needs some measure of boost of esteem. And you should not be a part of the gang that are eroding that esteem and making them feel useless. And afterwards says that Jesus is Lord... <laughs> if everyone made demands like you, will people still be saying in our world today, today? Very important. So, how sensitive are you to the needs of other people, big or small? How sensitive are you to the needs of other people, big or small? As I wrap up this message today, and if we're, each and every one of us will understand that busyness should not be an excuse. For not showing care. Jesus was not too busy. To show care. To Peter's mother-in-law. To little children. To blind Bartimaeus. Jesus noticed Zacchaeus. Despite the fact that. um, You know. Though he put some effort into it. And went on the tree. But some people. If you like. Climb Bord Khalifa. You know, the tallest building <laughs> that is in the UAE, if you like, climb there and be waving like this, they are too busy to notice you. Because we're just a sycamore tree that Zacchaeus climbed on. And Jesus said, Make haste and come down today. Just because you even put some effort into it, I'm going to be in your house. Jesus said, I'm inviting myself to your house. The man has not even made any request. He said, I'm coming to your house. Yeah, a busy man. Are you still with me today? I said, Are you still with me? That's a duty of care on all of us. That we must remember that love can be provoked. So provoke others to love with the strength of your love. Can the strength of your love provoke somebody to love more? That's a big question for this morning. Glory be to Jesus. I say glory be to Jesus. I want us all to just lift up our hands to Jesus this morning. And say Lord make me a love being. Let your love be shed abroad afresh in my heart. Help me to exercise the duty of care. But much more than that, Lord, help me to be a loving being. Lord, help me to be a loving being. I wanted to lift your two hands to Jesus this morning. If you are married, I need you to pray. That Lord, help me. If there's any way, That I've not been exercising care, duty of care towards my spouse. If there are things that I do that break their heart. And I seem not to care about it, help me to care. Help me to care. Help me to care. Help me to care. care. Somebody needs to pray today. If there's any way that my action or inaction affects my business partner. If there's any way that my action or inaction affects my neighbor. Lord, I repent in your presence today. I repent in your presence today. I repent in your presence today. I want to be a disciple, the one that will show your love to our world today. And somebody also needs to pray, Lord, this week if there's something that I need to do for someone that will lift the person into the fullness of your will for their lives, Lord, empower me to do it this week. Give me the grace to take action this week. Help me not to look away this week. Help me not to look away. It's, it, I wanted to pray, you know, because if I'm leading prayer and I say, God will bless you with plenty of money this week, uh, you, your amen will be louder than this, your voice will be louder than this, but I need to pray because uh, these are the things that we do that primes open the windows of heaven. You can't keep looking away from your duty of care and expect that God will just focus on you and be pouring out grace on your life there are things that we do that procure grace over our life and procure favor over our lives God is love and the most important thing to him is that his children will show love to other people practically So for the last time this morning, lift your two hands to Jesus and begin to declare, Father, I've made a decision to be a love being. To take love actions. To touch lives with my life. To love in the way that can provoke other people to love better. Starting from my home, starting from my family. I will care about how my spouse feels about my action. I will care about how my children feel about my action. I will care about how my action impacts on my friends. I will care about how my action impacts on my church and your kingdom. I will care about how my action impacts in the office where I work, on the bottom line. I will care. I will care. I will care. Father, we thank you lord we bless your name Wave your hands to jesus all over this place and just bless him lord we thank you we thank you for your presence in this place holy spirit we ask that you move over our lives today let your love pervade and permeate our hearts afresh cause us to walk in the fullness of who we are cause us to walk in the fullness of who we are thank you everlasting father thank you everlasting father And Lord, we receive your peace over every heart here this morning. Anyone here who may be struggling with forgiveness. Anyone here who may be struggling with showing love to someone. Anyone here who may be struggling to give, whether to man or to God. We receive your peace over them this morning. And we ask everlasting Father, by your grace. Let there be a new beginning in every life. Thank you, Father. The hold of unforgiveness is broken. There's peace in our homes, peace in our hearts, peace on our jobs. And we leave this place this morning understanding that your love is in our hearts and we will show it to our world. Thank you, Lord. With all that's bowed, just for a minute or two, for the privacy of the moment can i pray for anyone here this morning who may be saying i don't know jesus as my lord and personal savior i want to give my life to jesus or somebody who may be saying i gave my life to jesus before by I backslid into sin i want god to forgive me my sins and i want him to give me a new beginning i want to rededicate my life to jesus if you are watching online, I want you to go to the chat room or slide into our DM and let us know that you're making a decision. But if you are here live, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. If you don't mind, can you lift your right hand above your head? I want to make a decision to give my life to Jesus. I want, I, or I want to rededicate my life to Jesus today. I want the love of God over my life. That love of God is what guarantees forgiveness of sins, and God is still in the business of forgiving sins. Will you just lift your right hand above your head? Let me know you're making a decision. Whether you're on the ground floor or, or the gallery. God is everywhere here and is looking over you right now. If you're not sure in your heart, it's just a simple prayer. Don't run away from that prayer. Please. Lift your right hand up. Let's say this prayer together today. If your hand is up, can you stand by your chair right there? Just stand by your chair. Remain where you are but stand. Stand by your chair right there. Quickly. Thank you for standing. Thank you for standing. Just stand by your chair where you are. Stand where you are and I'm going to say a prayer with you. Your life will never be the same again. Thank you my brother. Thank you my sisters. Thank you for standing. Thank you for standing. Thank you for standing. I'm still waiting for anyone. God may be touching your heart right now and he's saying stand for that prayer because I want to start something new in your life. Please stand right now. Stand right now. God will start something new in your life. You'll never be the same again. If you're standing I want you to say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I need a savior. So Jesus, son of the living God, I ask that you come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my savior. Forgive my sins and cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I totally, completely, surrender my life to you from this moment forward thank you for accepting me just the way i am if you just said a prayer with me can you move to the house that is closest to you we have our counselors by the house they just want to spend a few minutes with you you can just pick your bag whatever you brought to church in five minutes they'll be done with you uh, just just go with them very quickly and they, they will be able to put some of our materials in your hand take your details and introduce you to our faith development classes that we believe will be a blessing to you. Can we put our hands together for all the bold people making their decision for Jesus today? Thank you. And if you're blessed this morning, I want you to also put your hands together and celebrate Jesus. Praise God. I said, praise God. Look at your neighbor for me and tell your neighbor, "Said there's love in my heart and I will allow it to flow out This week, in the name of Jesus, praise God.